From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host, OCFA's Assistant Chief of Organizational Planning, Mike Schrader. All right, welcome back to the OCFA's Pass Along Podcast. Uh, This episode's pretty unique in that uh, as you know, uh, we had quite a few mer- uh, media inquiries um, regarding Canyon 2 fire, and OCFA uh, went through all the dispatch and audio leading up to the initial dispatch of the fire, and we found a call of someone reporting flames in the area about an hour or so before we sent uh, units out. This past long podcast uh, episode is a comprehensive look at what transpired from that point on Wednesday, October 25th through Friday the 27th starting with that dispatch audio and then leading to the initial dispatch of units to the Canyon 2 fire. And also wanted to include a little bit of Chief McIntosh's press conference. I know there have been a lot of questions about the timeline and the actions across multiple agencies in advance of the development of the Canyon 2 fire. The command staff and I have initiated a thorough review of the dispatch tapes, our internal tracking systems, and the communications between agencies for the 24 hours leading up to the first response to the Canyon 2 fire. All right, but first let's uh, review a few news and noteworthy items. Uh, Just a quick snippet about Garden Grove. Um, Since I spoke with you last, uh, we set up shop, and when I say we, uh, Strategic Services Battalion Chief Brad uh, Phoenix, as well as retired Assistant Chief of Operations um, Mark Kramer, are working collaboratively with the City of Garden Grove and the City of Garden Grove Fire Department to uh, conduct the fire service proposal. So they've actually set up shop um, and have office hours, a couple couple hours uh, each morning, Monday through Thursday at the City Hall, so that Garden Grove City staff as well as fire department staff can come through and have uh, attach a name to a face and have their questions asked, uh, answered rather, um, and just have open dialogue uh, in kind of a um, non-intimidating fashion. So uh, it's a, just a great format to uh, connect with their staff and just demonstrate to them that we're, uh, we're just trying to get all the information to put into this proposal to, um, in, in essence, see if the City of Garden Grove is interested in coming over to us or not. So in the coming weeks and months, we'll be meeting, continuing to meet with city staff, coordinating uh, between OCFA staff and Garden Grove uh, staff to really crunch numbers. And because, uh, uh, of course, this comes down to a lot of fiscal feasibility and then eventually in the next month or so, we'll actually do some ground truthing where folks from our IT, comm services, uh, fleet services, um, and our one or two other sections will actually go on site to the Garden Grove facilities and do some ground truthing. So more on that in the future. Just wanted to give you a quick snapshot of what we're doing there in the city of Garden Grove for their fire service proposal. All right, let's move on. Uh, the Orange County Fire Service uh, Remembrance Ceremony, as you'll recall, was supposed to happen on October 10th, um, but we had to postpone it due to the Canyon 2 fire, um, and we rescheduled it for Monday, December 4th at 10 a.m. That's Monday, December 4th at 10 a.m. at the uh, Firefighter Memorial uh, out there by the Hall of Administration in Santa Ana. Uh, all personnel that are planning on attending, uh, we just want to encourage you, if you could, to coordinate your response with your battalion chief. Just know that overtime is not authorized and um, you're welcome to come off duty. Uh, and then if you if you come, we're trying to get as many folks into the Class A uh, uniforms as possible. I know if you're anything like me, um, it's not my favorite thing to wear, um, but it's one of those things where we're really trying to honor those who um, 
have gone before us in the fire service, uh, some of whom here in the county obviously have paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, for the citizens here in the county and the cities we serve. So we just wanna honor them and uh, be there really for their families as well who uh, mark this event annually at the loss of their loved ones. So uh, this annual event's coming up and uh, we got an opportunity to gather uh, and really honor those folks who passed away. So I just wanted to encourage you to come on out. And then there's always that, uh, that unique opportunity to reaffirm our oath of office um, and while I'll, I'll use the term, you know, cheesy, sometimes uh, we feel like we're just going through the motions. It really is a great reminder of why we got into this business, um, and it's really to help others. And uh, we're just reaffirming that commitment. You know, we wear two patches on our uniform. One is to the, the county of Orange. Uh, the other one is to this great nation um, that we serve as part of the first line of defense um, when natural disasters or man-made disasters occur. And uh, we should never take those two things lightly. So again, just uh, consider coming on out on Monday, December 4th, uh, about 10 a.m. Uh, out there for the um, annual remembrance ceremony. All right, uh, moving on, uh, join us at uh, here at Fire Station, I'm sorry, at headquarters um, uh, at 10 a.m. for the Reserve Firefighter Academy that's coming up. Um, on Saturday, 10 a.m., Reserve Firefighter Academy 20 graduates here. Uh, and uh, again, just an opportunity for those folks who might not be interested in a career in the fire service, but they're interested in serving their community. Of course, we do have some that are interested in a future in the fire service, and that's a neat intro, uh, allowing them to, to serve in some capacity and get their feet wet. Um, and for those who are not interested in the fire service as a career, um, just props to them for wanting to support their community um, not doing it for all the glitz and glamour or pay and benefits or any of the other perks of being a firefighter, but, but simply with just a heart to serve. So um, just want to um, encourage you, if you have the opportunity to come out this Saturday, 10 a.m. at uh, RFOTC for the Reserve Academy 20 graduation. All right, speaking of celebrations, uh, on to our next topic, I want to talk about Best and Bravest nominations. Uh, I apologize, I think it's probably the third time I mentioned it on our podcast. Uh, those nominations are starting to trickle in, uh, for which we're uh, thankful. Um, but again, it's just an opportunity for us to recognize the folks amongst us, and there are many um, in this great organization filled with great people, uh, to just honor the, the amazing work that staff does, uh, both professional and operations um, and leadership, uh, day in and day out here that make this place great. So thank you, and please uh, get those in ASAP. All right, without any further ado, let's get on to uh, talking about the, uh, the lead topic here of our podcast. Um, I'm going to go play the first in a series of audio calls that came in the morning of Monday, October 9th, uh, which really is the first call that came in around 8.30 or so, and um, th then the majority start coming in around 9.30, but you'll hear the timestamp before each call, so take a listen. Call 1. Call on Monday, October 9th. 2017, 8.32 and 20 seconds a.m. Fire Department of Paramedics. Hey, Fire CHP, I got a party online advising that he sees a fire started uh, westbound 91 east of the 241 on the south side. Okay. All right, thank you. Fire Department? He's on the line. Fire Department? Hello? Hi, sir. Hi. How can I help you? Good morning. I just uh, wanted to see if you are aware of uh, between Green River and the 241 on the south side, there is okay. a fire uh, almost uh, next to the top of the mountain. Okay. What do you I see? Know, what is yeah. it that you see? What's that, sir? What is, what is it that you see? Do you see dust? Do you see 
smoke? Do you see flames? No, what do you see? No, there is a real fire. There is a real fire. It's small. It's not big, but because there is a lot of wind. Okay, but what uh, do you see? What do you see? Do you see flames? I hardly can hear you. I'm very sorry. Do you see flames, or what is it that you see? Yes, it's flames, yes. Okay. It's fire on, flames. It's on the eastbound or on the westbound side? No, I am going west on the 91. And it is on the north, the north of the freeway, on the mountains on the north of the freeway. Okay, so you see a fire up to the, okay. Is it yes. close to the freeway or is it up in the mountains? Uh, it's a little up in the mountain, I'll say about uh, maybe uh, 400 feet from the freeway up on the mountain. Okay. All right, and what, what's your phone number that you're calling us from? Okay, so you, uh, you saw it just right now. It's on the, it's up on the just right hillside. Now. I just, uh, and it's, yeah, I just, it was between uh, Green River and what was it again? And the 241? Green River and the 241, more closer okay. to the 241. Okay. All right, and you saw it to the right of you, right? It was on, on the left. I am going west, so on the left, it's on the oh, left side. Oh, okay, okay, so it was on the, okay. All right, yeah. I'll send somebody over to go check it out, thanks. Yeah, please, because it's a okay. lot of uh, wind also okay. over there. So. All right, no problem. I'm going to go ahead and disconnect, okay? No problem. Okay. Call to call on Monday, October 9, 2017, 8.36 and 4 seconds a.m. And we got some calls during the weekend. Yeah, that was Orange County Fire Station 53, Andrew Firefighter Moorhead. Hey guys, it's uh, Dispatch. Oh, how's it going? Hey, can you send somebody out there to go check outside to see if you guys see a fire over there by the 91 and like, I don't know, 241 area? Yeah, we'll take a look. Okay. Alright. Is it? I don't know. This is, I got a call. I just want to call that guy. Guy okay. said that there was possibly fire, but do you want us to call you back? Or yeah, you? please, if you if you wouldn't mind. All right, no problem. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Call three. Call on Monday, October ninth, two thousand and seventeen, eight thirty nine and four seconds a.m. It's Ben. Hey Ben, how you doing? This is Mater at Station Fifty Three. Hey, how are you? Good. Did you? Somebody called one of us to uh, check on reports of possible fire in the. Uh, 24191 corridor area. Okay. Yeah, no, what we're, what's happening here is we're getting a lot of uh, ash coming off of the canyon incident. Okay. So that's what's blowing through here and making it look like smoke or what have you. But, All right, good to go. Okay, bud. All right, thanks. See you, bud. Call for call on Monday, October 9th. 2017, 8.39 and 57 seconds a.m. California Highway Patrol. Hey, it's 91. Yes. Report of fire 91 at 2.41. It's going to be unsounded. It's just ashes. Okay. Thanks. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. Call 1. Call on Monday, October 9th, 2017, 9.27 and 11 seconds a.m. Fire paramedics with the address of the emergency. 
Hi, good morning. I believe there's a fire again up 91 Freeway, two and a half miles west of Green River Road. The wind is really whipping through here, but one area of the uh, smoke in the mountains is white, not the brown. Okay, so you see white smoke. Do you see any flames yeah. or anything burning? No, no, I can't see the I can't see the flame. I, it's brown smoke blowing. I mean, brown dust rather, but I can see the white smoke. So it looks okay. like something burning again where they just had the fires at. Okay, so like the 91 in Green River, you said two and a half miles so west two, of? Two and a half west of Green River. So like Gypsum Canyon area? Uh, well, in between Gypsum Canyon and Green River. I don't, I don't know how to, there's no okay. There's no landmarks in that area. Are you able to see what the smoke is coming from, or do you just see it in the no, distance? No, I can see it up in the hills. Okay, Alrighty, sir. All right, thank you, bye. Okay, bye. Call to call on Monday, October 9, 2017, 9.28 and 4 seconds a.m. Metro. Hi there, I got a call for you. Okay. Okay, um, CHP transmitted, uh, so I'm just relaying to you. Okay. Um, passerby reporting um, on the eastbound 91 south of the 241, where the fire was last week. Uh-huh. There's some um, flames starting up there. He actually saw flames. He saw flames. south of the 241. Did he say if it was in the black or in the green? Um, he said it was right where the fire was, so I was just assuming it was the black. So, um, I have his phone was, number though. Yeah, what's his phone number? He was driving westbound and was looking at on the opposite side. So. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Call three. Call on Monday, October 9th. 2017, 929 and 4 seconds AM. Monta Vista Communications, this is Susie. Hi, it's County Fire. Hi. Hey, we're getting reports of white smoke being seen where the um, big fire was like a week or two ago. On, like, the Canyon the, Fire? Yeah, the 91 um, between Green River and Gypsum Canyon. Okay, I know they've had... It's um, ash, a lot of yeah. ash blowing, like if they don't see flames, yeah. or I think there's an area also like a pocket that um, is burning out, but what was the area again? Yeah, it's just um, the 91, it's going to be right between Gypsum and Green River, in between that stretch. Um, he said it was just white white smoke seen, no flame seen, he didn't see anything burning, just the smoke okay. in the distance. Okay. Okay. Um, and multiple reports or just one? Yeah, but um, we were told to report to you guys if you have a patrol or something in the area to check it out. Okay. And I'm sorry. What county are you from? Orange County. I'm sorry. Orange County. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Call for call on Monday, October 9, 2017, 9:29 and 26 seconds a.m. So this is Emerson. Hey, Emerson. It's Cody over at Orange. What's up? Not much. Uh, we got another report eastbound 91 in the area of the 241 for a small spot fire in the black. And we don't have any units out there today. Not I yet, anyways. Okay. No. Okay. Well, Not done. yet, anyways. If they do, it's probably going to be up top towards the Sierra side. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks. Yep, not about Bye. Yeah. Call 5. Call on Monday, October 9th. 2017, 9.30 and 21 seconds a.m. Fire Department, what's the address of the emergency? Hey, it's Cody over at Orange. Hi. 
Hey, uh, you don't have anyone still over on the fire or anything like that, do you? Which one? The, the canyon fire? Yeah, the canyon fire. No, we do not, sir. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Yeah, they don't. Call 6. Call on Monday, October 9th. 2017, 9.31 and 48 seconds a.m. 53, Salter. Hey, it's Cody up in dispatch. What up, boss? Much. You guys staffed yet? We are waiting. Our fireman is in route. In route. Does he have an ETA by chance? Um, He was thinking about an hour. He's coming out of the grapevine. Hour out of the grapevine. Okay, can you step outside and see if you see anything on the hillside across the Grand Freeway of yours? Okay, hang on one second. Let me check. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a ton of ash just yeah. blown up from the canyon. Because we keep getting reports of actual fire seen in the black, which is driver's by. But all yeah. you guys are seeing is ash so far? That's all we've seen. Um, I mean, obviously we're directly from Gypsum, if there's yeah. anything a little closer to to coal. But um, I would imagine they're going to get little spots kicking up in the black, but... I would think so, too. I know Cleveland was letting stuff, small spots and valleys and stuff burn. Those completely surrounded by black just to have it burn out itself. Um, right. Okay, cool. Well, we'll, and we'll keep tabs. I mean, obviously, as soon as it gets here, I, I would imagine we're going to be yeah. over there quite a bit today. So Probably. It's howling out here, so. Is it already? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's not going to be a big surprise. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Call 7. Call on Monday, October 9th. 2017, 9.32 and 11 seconds a.m. Orange County Air Operations, Firefighter Wallace. Hey, it's Chris in Dispatch. Hey, what's up, man? How soon can we get a helicopter in the air? Uh, I would imagine pretty soon. What's going on? Uh, we keep getting reports of a fire in the burn on the canyon fire. Uh, is this, it's not, uh, this is what CHP was reporting last night? Yeah, they're saying that this is a confirmed fire in the burn, but we can't, we don't have anybody there. 53s isn't covered up yet because we sent them on the strike team this morning. I was just going to have you guys go fly it and see if you can see anything. All right, hang on. Let me put you on with the Okay, thanks. All right. That's fine. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm on the phone with 41. So we'll just have them go over there. If they can't see anything, we should probably go ahead and send whoever's next. I can help you. Hey, Danny, it's Chris and Dispatch. Hey, buddy. Can you do me a favor? Can you guys get in that little wapticopter of yours and go fly the canyon fire? Sure. I'm almost positive this is either going to be a smoke well within the burn or just an ash because of the winds. Because 53 said it's howling, but they don't have anybody staffed yet. Okay. And the closest engine to be coming from 32s. Okay. We keep getting a report of a, a heavy smoke, like, out in the burn. So okay. it might be a stump taken off or something like that, but uh, Cleveland doesn't have anybody out there yet this morning. Okay, no worries. Yeah, we'll go uh, We'll go take a look. Um, right. We'll probably leave here in about the next 10 minutes. Perfect. We'll come up with you on 5 Alpha when okay, we're man. up. Perfect. Bye, buddy. Okay, thanks. Bye. Call 8. Call on Monday, October 9th, 2017, 9.33 and 9 seconds a.m. Is that emergency? Hi, um, we're, we're watching a fire start from our house. It looks okay. like it's... Okay, what? Okay, hold on. What's the address? Off of Gypsum Canyon. Actually, it's in the canyon. So do you see fire or do you see smoke? We see smoke. A lot okay. of smoke is starting. Okay, so I, okay, hold on. What's your phone number? Okay. a bit of smoke coming out now. I heard you the first time. I want to make sure that you don't see any flames, though, because we've got a lot of report of the winds kicking up and we have an engine out there already, so I want to make sure that you don't see actual fire. We do not see the flames, no. Okay, perfect. And what's your name, ma'am? Okay, and you're calling from? Correct. 
Okay, great. We've got engine on the way. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Call on Monday, October 9th, 2017, 9.35 and 8 seconds a.m. Hey, are you guys going to launch a response for that uh, westbound 91? Yeah, we're, we're going to send a copter to just go check the area. Okay, cool. We're thinking it's just right. like the ash checking up and stuff, but what's on, what's on the copter to go check yeah, out? Yeah, we got, we got quite a few reports earlier this morning that they smelt smoke, but they didn't mm. see anything, so we're thinking okay. it's the same thing because the wind's blowing pretty yeah. out there. So, All right. We're going to send somebody over to cool. check it. Thanks, Thank you. Call 10, call on Monday, October 9th, 2017, 9.35 and 24 seconds a.m. Hello. You want to take a drive? It sounds like you're already driving. Yeah, I'm cruising around. What you need, dude? Head over towards the canyon fire. I'm almost positive, oh, okay. I'm almost positive we have a, probably a stump or something burning out, way out in the black. But everybody okay. keeps calling. 53 says they don't see anything from the station. So I called 41, and Danny Dufresne and the band are now going to lift in about 10 minutes and go take a look at it. Okay. The Cleveland's supposed to have units out there today, but they're not there yet. Okay. So yeah, I'm um, I'm just uh, driving up past uh, 32s right now, so I'll, I'll get over onto the 91 and take a look. Okay. It's very windy here, and the hills are very fuzzy with dust, so that's probably what's going I'm on. I'm sure but, it uh, probably is, but I figured better safe than sorry, so. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll give you a report here in about uh, 10 or so minutes. All right. All right, Mr. Man. I'll uh, get back to you shortly. Okay. All right. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Call 11. Call on Monday, October 9th, 2017, 9.35 and 30 seconds a.m. Fire paramedics, what's the address of the emergency? Um, is there a fire on the hill by Gypsum Canyon right now? What do you see, ma'am? Do you just see white smoke out there? I see a bunch of smoke, and it doesn't look like it's just ashes. Okay, what color smoke is it? Um, well, it's kind of white and gray. Okay, and you don't see any flames? You don't see anything burning? Well, it's kind of hidden behind a peak there, but I looked out my kitchen here, and I'm seeing a bunch of smoke just on that first hill, and I'm going, I hope that's not on fire again. Okay, and it's like the Gypsum Canyon in 91 area, correct? Yeah, where it started before, a couple weeks ago. Okay, ma'am, yeah, we, we just sent someone out there to check it out, okay? Okay, thank you. Of course, bye-bye. Call 12, call on Monday, October 9th. 2017, 9.35 and 54 seconds a.m. Emergency. Fire emergency. Hi, fire department, may I help you? Yeah, I was reporting a fire off the 91 in uh, Cold Canyon. Okay, do you see actual fire or do you see smoke or wind only? Uh, it's smoke and fire. You actually see flames? Yeah, on the back side, it, it's smoke and fire. Okay, and what's the phone number that you're calling from? And how big are the flames? Uh, they're, they're small at this point. I'm, I'm off-duty fireman, so I just, uh, it's not dust or anything. I can see the smoke and some flames. Okay, and how far back is it? Um, it's back over the hill, kind of deep over the hill. I just saw it as I came around the corner on Colcanny. Okay, we've got units on the way. Thank you. Uh-huh. Call 13. Call on Monday, October 9th, 2017, 9.36 and 52 seconds a.m. Credit 32, 
Yeah, sorry, we'd like to help you out. We're waiting for our fireman to upstaff. We can see from the front of the station there's definitely a spot burning inside the black. We can't get a good uh, visual from here, but you'll definitely see it as you're coming down the 91. It's up in the black. Copy that. Is it off Cole Canyon or off the 241? It's going to be off the 91. It's going to be between Gibson and Cole Canyon uh, up on that west side of the hill. 32 copies. Marco, Battalion 2, Orange County Fire. County Fire, Battalion 2, go ahead. Marco, Battalion 2, just for ECC, do we do have a spot burning up into the black, or does it look like it's just dust? Yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm still en route, uh, just uh, coming into Station 32's area, so uh, it's going to be a few minutes. Marco, Battalion 2, 10 4. Arco Engine 32, Orange County Fire. County Fire Battalion 2, uh, just be advised, we do have high winds in the area, and there is a lot of blowing dust uh, all around this battalion. Arco Battalion 2, 10 4, thank you. For Arco. Arco Engine 53. County Fire 53, uh, we can see the spot from the station. There is uh, a spot actively burning. It is in the black. We just don't have eyes on it from the station. Arco Engine 53, uh, one of our helicopters is going to launch here pretty shortly, and we have Orco Engine 32 that's heading that way. Is that going to be sufficient, or do you think we need something additional? County Fire from 53, uh, it looks like it's well established in the black. Um, we're going to head that way as well. We only have two. Worst case, we'll grab a fireman off uh, 32s. We'll advise and uh, upgrade the assignment as needed. Orco Engine 53, 10 4. Call 14. Call on Monday. October 9, 2017, 9.40 and 28 seconds a.m. Engine 53 from Orco 32. Go ahead for 53. Jason, could you find the best access? Is it off Gibson or should we go all the way to Cole? From the looks of what we can see at the station, we're estimating it's in the area of Star Ranch. So we're going to head that way. Uh, it's hard to tell best access from the station, but uh, I think you're definitely going to get a good vantage point from the freeway around Cole Canyon. Call 15, call on Monday, October 9, 2017, 9.41 and 27 seconds a.m. County Fire Engine 53, 4 Echo. Echo Engine 53. County Fire Engine 53, uh, we're pulling out of the station. We can see it's built a little bit. Uh, we don't have eyes on it. I'd go ahead and start a wildland assignment until we can get better eyes on it. Let's get the resources rolling. Arco Battalion 2, Orange County Fire. County Fire Oracle Battalion 2, I copy uh, Engine 53's traffic. Yeah, why don't we go ahead and get that started. Let's get switched over to a Fire OC and uh, go forward with the uh, the comm package. Um, I am seeing some smoke production here. It does look pretty deep in uh, into the black, but uh, I want to get this confirmed, especially from the air. All right, so that's how the incident started spooling up that morning. Um, but upon hearing those tapes on the morning of Wednesday, October 25th, our fire chief in conjunction with executive management and our board chair really felt it best to hold a press conference to alert everyone to what we had found. Um, it, it's so important as an agency, as a public agency, um, especially one that's, that's tasked with providing uh, life safety critical services to the community to be 100% transparent. Um, and so um, when we found that call, it, we really felt like we needed to share that. And so um, take a listen. Here's the, uh, the press conference from October 25th. Um, take a listen. 
Uh, welcome, everybody. My name is Mark Stone. I'm the Communications and Public Affairs Director for the Orange County Fire Authority. Uh, recently, we have had a, uh, several fires in the canyon areas within the Ana Anaheim Hills area, in the area uh, between Riverside County and Orange County. Uh, the recent fire, the Canyon 2 fire, um, we've had some questions come upon the Orange County Fire Authority that um, question our response to that particular fire. In our review, uh, we have found going through some tapes and some of our timelines, we've had some findings to date. I'd like to present Fire Chief Patrick McIntosh to the podium to give a brief statement. After that statement, we'll be able to answer some questions regarding our response to the Canyon 2 fire. With that, I'd like to add Mr. Chief uh, Pat McIntosh. Thanks, Mark. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for being here. As Chief Stone mentioned, my name is Patrick McIntosh, and I am the interim fire chief of the Orange County Fire Authority. I've been at the agency now for just over three weeks, and I'm joined today by members of our executive and command staff, as well as the chair of our board, Elizabeth Swift, who is the mayor in the city of Buena Park. I'm here today to provide information on the results of a preliminary assessment that has been conducted into the incidents that occurred on October 9th in advance of the Canyon 2 fire. Bear with me a little bit. I'm going to read some notes because there's some detail that I want you to be able to have. I know there have been a lot of questions about the timeline and the actions across multiple agencies in advance of the development of the Canyon 2 fire. The command staff and I have initiated a thorough review of the dispatch tapes, our internal tracking systems, and the communications between agencies for the 24 hours leading up to the first response to the Canyon 2 fire. Just this morning, we uncovered information that I believe is important to share, and I'm here today to walk you through what occurred as best we know it right now. So on October 9th at 541, as a framework for what was going on around the state, we actually received a phone call from the Office of Emergency Services requesting immediate need, mutual aid, for two wildland strike teams to respond to the Tubbs fire in Sonoma County. A strike team is five engines, so the request was for two strike teams from Orange County. The duty chief on staff at that time initially wanted to hold all resources due to the red flag weather pattern that we knew was anticipated to begin in the morning hours. The emergency command center supervisor advised the duty chief that there was a serious fire in Sonoma threatening lives and homes. And with that information, the duty officer authorized one wildland strike team from the Orange County Fire Authority, five engines, to respond to Northern California. One of the engines was from Station 53, which is in East Yorba Linda. Shortly after that, at 6 a.m., that duty officer contacted our manpower coordinators to advise of the deployment of that strike team, and the manpower coordinator advised that they would begin immediately backfilling the staffing for those five stations, and they were authorized to utilize all resources available to hire back off-duty personnel to come back in. At 8.32 a.m., the CHP contacted our OCFA Emergency Command Center. 
transferring a 911 caller who reported they saw fire and flames above the 91 freeway and the 241 toll road interchange. At 8.36, the OCFA Emergency Command Center called Fire Station 33. Keeping in mind that engine is gone, there were some personnel beginning to assemble at that station because it was the closest station to the fire that was being reported. And they asked them to check outside to see if they saw any fire or flames. 53, what did I say? 33, 53, thank you, station 53. And ask those personnel, hey, take a quick look outside. Please tell us if you see any fire. We've had a report. So at 8.39, personnel from station 53 called the emergency command center back after a visual assessment from the station to report that there was a lot of ash coming off the canyon area, but they did not see fire. The emergency command center did not initiate a further response to the call that was received at 8.32. At 8.39, CHP was contacted to update that there was smoke and ashes only, and no fire. At 9.27 a.m., the Emergency Command Center received a report from a passerby near the 91 freeway in Gypsum Canyon, Green River, stating that there was smoke. At 9.28 a.m., Metronet, which is the Anaheim Fire and Rescue Dispatch Center, reported that they had received a report also from CHP of flames on the eastbound 91 freeway south of the 241 toll road. So in the same area, in the black burned area of the initial canyon fire, and relayed that information to the OCFA Emergency Command Center. Between 929 and 9.30 a.m., OCFA made contact with our partner agencies, Cal Fire and Riverside and the U.S. Forest Service Dispatch Centers, to see if they had crews in the area. In previous days, there had been various personnel from the Canyon One fire out there. Between 9.31 a.m. and 9.34 a.m., OCFA dispatched one engine from Fire Station 32 in Yorba Linda um, a battalion chief who was also in the area and ordered a helicopter into the air to do a smoke check. At 9.36, Fire Station 53, the personnel that were beginning to assemble to backfill that station and some other support personnel, reported a spot burning on the west side of the hill inside the burn-scarred area of the canyon fire between Gypsum and Cole Canyon off the 91 freeway. Upon hearing from Fire Station 53, the captain on engine 32, who was responding to a smoke check, immediately upgraded his response to code three red lights and siren, and arrived at the eastbound 91 at Cole Canyon, where they saw no visible flames. He actually went partway into Cole Canyon with his crew. They saw nothing and returned to the freeway at Cole Canyon. At that time, the battalion chief was also arriving to the area of Cole Canyon, and at that point had seen no visible confirmation of any active fire either from their position. As engine 32 was returning to Cole Canyon, 
and the freeway, they then started to see a column of smoke. At 9.41 a.m., OCFA personnel at Station 53 advised from the station that they could see the fire is burning, appeared to be building, and they asked for additional resources. At 9.43 a.m., OCFA dispatched a vegetation fire, high watershed dispatch into a mutual threat zone. That included seven engines, some of which came from the city of Anaheim, two helicopters, two water tenders, two bulldozers, one hand crew, a superintendent, a wildland patrol, three battalion chiefs, one fire investigator, one public information officer, one division chief, one service support unit, two fixed wing aircraft, and an air attack supervisor, which operates from a small plane. For the past few days, my command staff and I have been combing through every piece of information available to date for us to better understand the timeline and the actions that occurred. This Thursday night, tomorrow night, I will be recommending as the fire chief to the board of the OCFA that we conduct an independent review of the actions that occurred between the initial canyon fire and the canyon two fire and a thorough assessment of all of the policies and procedures in place to ensure that we are providing the highest quality emergency response services to the communities we serve. Based on the additional information I learned this morning and in response to the various reports and complaints that have come forward in the last few days, I felt as the fire chief that it was imperative that we share that information with the public which is why I invited you here today, and to be transparent about what happened in the early hours of the morning on October 9th. There were many things that were done and planned well in advance of the outbreak of the Canyon 2 fire, including ensuring additional resources were staffed, helicopters, bulldozers, dispatchers, specialized crew, all in anticipation of the red flag weather conditions. I also believe, based on the preliminary information, that there are things we could have done differently. The independent review will help provide us with that independent analysis and assessment of our actions and is, and is an important step to ensure that we are constantly evaluating how we are providing services. In the meantime, I'm also taking immediate steps to address issues the command staff and I um, have seen during our own initial assessment that include a review of our move up and cover and backfill procedures during red flag warning periods, evaluating the need to potentially provide additional training to our staff, evaluating our overall dispatch protocols in coordination with our partner agencies, and I have directed the emergency command center manager to make immediate changes to the processing of 911 calls related to wildland incidents. As the fire chief here at OCFA, I'm proud of the work that the men and women of the OCFA, our partner agencies and agencies from around Southern California did earlier this month to combat two of the worst fires in our recent history. And I'm thankful to the people of Orange County for the support and the gratitude you've shown us in the wake of the Canyon Fire 
in the Canyon 2 fire. As your interim fire chief, I want to make sure I'm doing everything possible to ensure the OCFA is operating at the highest standards of excellence that we've always been known for, and I am committed to finding ways to do our job better each and every day as long as I'm the interim fire chief here at OCFA. Thank you. I would like to add right now that uh, both the fire chief and I will be more than happy to answer um, several questions from credentialed media personnel. Um, so if you have questions, now is the time we'll be able to answer those for you. Chief, if we could go back to that timeline at 8.36, when 53 was initially transferred that call from the CHP regarding the 911 call with fire and smoke or flames and smoke, had that engine not been sent up north, do you think the protocol would have been different or a standard operating procedure responding to calls like that different if there is a report of smoke and flames? Would that engine have been sent out if they were there? Well, we, we did send, obviously, engine 32. So had station 53 been staffed, they would have gone instead of engine 32 because they would have been closer. At 832, though, initially, instead of being asked to go outside and check. I think hard to speculate right now, and I don't want to speculate. I want some of that to be thoroughly reviewed and part of our um, independent review. So I don't want to speculate and jump to a conclusion about what that crew might have not, might not done. But had they been in quarters, that smoke check that 32s went to would have been engine 53. So it would have happened earlier. Is Could have happened potentially earlier, yeah. That, we get all those pieces together, and that's why I said I don't want to speculate. I want to provide you facts and make sure that they're clear and articulate so that all the questions are answered. We're transparent. We're dedicated and committed to our community, making sure that the answers are out there and that our community is comfortable that they have absolutely one of the finest fire departments anywhere serving Orange County. I don't know if I'm understanding what you're saying. At okay. 836... Orange County Fire Authority Command Center called Station 53, and they said to the people at 53, the staff, take a look outside. Tell us, walk us through what happened at that point. Did they peek out the window? Did they stand in the driveway? Did they drive to where the flames were? What did the crew do? So, so let me walk through. Station 53, the engine from Station 53 was gone to Northern California. So the personnel that were at Station 53 were not the firefighters coming on duty for the engine. They were some other support staff. So they weren't qualified nor authorized to take a fire engine anywhere. So when they got the call from dispatch, dispatch asked them, can you look outside? They went outside. They looked. They saw no fire. All they saw was dust. They came back into the station. They called and told the command center just that, that they did not see any smoke. Later in the morning, and we'll provide the details as we get through the rest, the personnel that were being called in to staff the engine at 53 started to arrive. There was a point in time that there were two members there. The engine was not in service yet because they did not have a full crew. As they saw the fire building, they got on the engine with two people, which isn't normal. The captain made what I believe was a good decision, headed towards the fire and said, we're heading out there, contacted engine 32 and said, let's meet. I need one of your firefighters so we have a full crew. 
and I believe that was a good decision on that company officer to do that. And what time did that happen? That I don't have right in front of me, so I will get that question answered, and I will get that to you. And so there's Certainly. no confusion. Is that the piece of information you learned this morning about this 830? No, I'll, I'll be clear. The piece of information that we learned this morning was specific to the call from CHP where they transferred that 911 call to us. That was the piece of information. That call history um, in our computer-aided dispatch, and there's several parts of it as we've been pulling all this information uh, together, that was the 832 call. That was the piece of information I learned this morning, and that was that at 832 the CHP contacted our emergency command center and transferred a 911 caller who reported the fire. And as we looked this morning, they called Station 53, nothing was there, and they did not send a response. That's the information I learned just today, and a few hours on, ago. Based on kind of what you're saying, you think that should have or could have been handled better? Well, um, I don't want to speculate that we could have. My, my heart tells me we could have done some things differently, and I think the independent review and that unbiased review will help us um, with that information and confirming that. We're always, these are big incidents, they're complex incidents. We always learn they're difficult, um, and so this is one of those, and if there's things that we can do better, and when we get recommendations from that independent review, then we will move to implement those. And are those flames the start of Canyon 2? That caller, do you believe that is what started Canyon 2? We absolutely can't speculate at this point that that was the call, um, that was the start of the Canyon 2 fire. We can't tell that or speculate at this point. That said, going back to the call Sunday afternoon at 4.45ish, the one that came in about the, the fire being seen by Angel, the yes, the Anaheim police helicopter. Do uh -huh. you still believe that had nothing to do with Canyon 2? We do, and although the um, investigation report and the uh, official cause and report hasn't been released for either of those two fires, they were within the jurisdiction of the city of Anaheim, so they'll be releasing those investigation reports. But preliminary information that we have received from the investigators has ruled out that fire um, and that Anaheim Angels saw at the top of Sierra Peak from the area of origin of the Canyon 2 fire. How the confirmation ruled that out? Was there something, because with the way the winds were blowing, is it not possible an ember from that fire the evening before could have flown forward? All of that, I don't want to speculate. All of that will come out in the official uh, investigation report but from the seat of Anaheim. Just to be clear, the distance between the Sierra Peak fire and where the flames were seen at 8.30 a.m., what is that distance? Two to three miles. Yeah, I can I can tell you that uh, we've we've um, looked at that and we're looking uh, nearly three miles. Um, an ember would have had to have traveled from Sierra Peak um, upwind to get to the area where this new Canyon Two fire started. So, do you believe that it's possible based on what the fire investigators have ruled that out? There's no way that the fire from the Sierra Peak reported by Anaheim Angel could have traveled that distance upwind. Um, three miles to start this new fire. Chief, what information do you have on the wind direction you're talking about upwind? What information do you have on the wind direction? Well, essentially the wind direction was a Santa Ana type wind coming from the Chino Hills, Riverside County area down through the Yorba Linda area towards Riverside. So the ember would have had to have traveled from Sierra Peak north towards the 91 freeway, which in fact they, the ember would have traveled south, but just the distance alone would be would be too much. And, and in the interest that our commitment to you and to our communities on full disclosure, full transparency. 
we have nothing to hide as an agency. If there are things that need to be done better and different, we will do those. I think confirmation of the question being asked once the fire investigation report is done, that will obviously be included as part of the review in our independent review to uh, ensure those facts. Chief, Chief I just want to make sure that I have the time frame correct. From 8.32, when the original call came in, or possibly the original call, uh, how long did it take to get personnel on scene, confirm that there was a fire battling flames? The exact time that they pulled and squirted water, um, I don't have, so I don't want to speculate how quick. Um, let me glance at my notes, and I can tell you that um, when they were out there, well, I'm not sure I have that in front of me, and I don't want to speculate that I have that in front of me. Um, somewhere, that, you know what, I don't want to speculate, but we'll provide that to you. Yeah, no problem. Happy to okay. do that. Chief, you said yes. that the helicopter uh, was ordered at about 9.31, 9.34? Correct. The first helicopter? What time did it lift off? Um, we will get you that information. I don't have the exact time that they lifted off from uh, their uh, base. I'll provide that to you. Okay, well, I, I, okay, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And, go, Chief, can I clarify, the Sunday, again, the report from Jim Slicker, whose jurisdiction is that where... Uh, Angel saw those flames sure. and or smoke. Is that is that forest land? It, where that fire was reported, based on the information we were given, it was on the Cleveland National Forest um, near Sierra Peak. There's communications equipment up there. That it was a, a spot fire that had difficult access. The Forest Service, as we reported in our uh, last press release, was aware of it and they had intended it to burn itself out. So that was on the Cleveland National Forest, yes. To, to simplify this for the public, mm -hmm. what, is, what is the message that you want to send the public with regard to, so when we go on the air within the next half hour or so and Certainly. tell the public that a call came in at 8.30, but that the closest station was sent to Northern California to help them, what do you want to, what do you want to say to the public? What I want the public to know first is that the Orange County Fire Authority provides outstanding services and that they are safe and that their families are safe. We regularly, as part of our statewide master mutual aid system, share resources up and down California during these types of emergencies. No single agency can have enough resources to battle a fire like this, just as our colleagues experienced in the tragedies in Northern California. That's why California mm -hmm. has the model for master mutual aid of sharing of resources up and down during major emergencies. And an agency like ours calls back our personnel from home, moves around existing resources when those things occur to ensure that we have adequate coverage and the community is provided a level of service. So our communities are safe we will continue to share resources throughout and across jurisdictional boundaries as we always have to provide the absolute best service to the citizens of Orange County. That's my commitment now as your interim fire chief. It would be my same commitment to you if I'd been your fire chief five years or was going to be your fire chief for 15 more years. Is there the chance that because that engine was committed to Northern California that homes here burned? That because we were helping... A 
people in another tragedy that people here lost homes. You know, you, you can't speculate. This was a fast-moving fire. The wind conditions and the weather conditions, as you all saw um, from your cameras and probably eyewitness accounts, this was one of those devastating blazes. We had uncontrolled winds, 40-plus miles an hour, higher gusts in some of the canyons. This was as fast-moving a fire as uh, we could possibly have and impossible to catch up to immediately. And we strategically place resources in communities that are in the path directly attack the fire on the ground and in the air. Would one engine have made a difference in the entire incident? Um, I believe not. I believe that your firefighters here in Orange County, our neighboring cities and throughout this state did an amazing job in amazing conditions um, to serve this community and to protect homes. We're devastated. Homes were lost. I'm devastated, but the number that were saved, the three to four hundred, is because of people like this. That's what people need to know, that your firefighters are dedicated professionals who do their absolute best each and every day, and we will continue to do that and meet the standards and expectations that our citizens have and deserve. Chief, for the review you're calling for, will it include a look at the communications between the OCFA and the Sheriff's Department? And on that note, can you say why the OCFA did not ask for the use of the Sheriff's water-dropping helicopters? Yes, it will be part of that review, absolutely, the communication in that process. I can tell you that in the early uh, periods of the incident, the air attack supervisor requested specific types of helicopters mainly the very large ones that have larger capacities because of the fire that was growing and because of the weather and wind conditions and what that expert believed was appropriate along with the fixed wing. But yes, we will review the communications and the whole um, circumstances surrounding the use of or not use of sheriff's helicopters. Ab absolutely. Well, Chief, the sheriff, I mean, the, the caller at 928, um, I talked to him, he said he recorded flames. That he reported fire. And with that kind of a call, would the smoke check the right thing to do? Um, I think we could have handled the call different. And we'll look at that, and that'll be part of our review. Yes. So the decision, you know, when you get a call from mutual aid, um, what's the criteria for deciding which company or which engine is sent up north? Depending on the type of resource requested. So we have structural firefighting engines. And we have specialized wildland firefighting engines. This request was for the specialized fire, uh, wildland firefighting engines. We have predetermined, based on our resources and our locations and our coverage pattern, which of those resources go at what time. So it's, it's in our policies and procedures. Is that what you're taking a pretty close look at in terms of? Certainly, yeah. And our whole move up and cover and how we fill stations as units are moving. I'd like to wrap up the uh, interviews at this time. Uh, we will be providing um, written timelines to all of you along with the audio. Um, we'll also all be available. Sidebar, if anybody has any more questions, I don't know, Chief, if you'll be available or not. Um, but I'd like to at least wrap this piece up. So uh, thank you for coming. Again, we will provide you with the uh, written timelines and the audio as we have it today. Thank you. All right, the day after the press conference was our board of directors meeting, and in closed session, Chief McIntosh gave a presentation to the board on both the Canyon Fire and the Canyon Two Fire. 
And after that, in open session, uh, the chief recommended to the board that we convene an independent review panel to investigate the incident. And um, really the idea there is, it was really a, a twofold uh, assessment. One was this independent review panel that would be looking at um, half a dozen issues that were raised specific to you know, dispatch and mutual aid and complaints about helicopter usage and early notification or delayed notification of the fire in regards to um, aviation and all these, these other issues that surface. So there's that independent investigation that we're going to convene a panel to handle. And then separate from that, we'll have our customary AAR or after action report, which we do following any large incident. And really the, the idea there is to just glean those lessons and memorialize them in print, um, those lessons learned. Um, any good organization has the intestinal fortitude to really uh, look inwardly, or, or I guess look in the mirror and say, um, what did we do? How did it work? What will we do the same? And what will we do different? Uh, and we're doing that same thing out there on the incidents every day uh, for larger incidents where the battalion chiefs will gather um, the captains and, and crews from different um, emergency incidents and do a hot wash or a tailboard debriefing and just ask those questions. And um, it's so important to glean that information. So um, that's really the impetus for this uh, panel. And then you'll also see the investig or the uh, AAR, or the after action report that will also come. So here's a portion of the board meeting. Um, that uh, also includes some follow-up questions from the board members. Now, uh, special meeting item number one under discussion is the Canyon Fire 2 update and direction to retain independent review panel. This is being presented by our Fire Chief Patrick McIntosh. Thank you, Madam Chair. As everyone is well aware, Orange County recently experienced two major wildland fires. Both of those fires started within the jurisdiction of the city of Anaheim. The most recent of those two fires that we named the Canyon 2 fire started on October 9th and was rapidly driven by strong winds into several communities. To help put this incident uh, into some perspective for you, I want to share with you some uh, brief statistics. Over 9,000 acres were consumed by this fire before it was 100% contained nearly a week later. Thousands of residents in multiple communities were safely evacuated. Four firefighters were injured and were blessed that those were only minor injuries. Sadly, 34 homes were destroyed, 44 homes were damaged, and one commercial building was damaged. I can tell you that hundreds if not thousands of homes were saved by the efforts of the firefighters on the front lines. More than 1,600 personnel responded with more than 250 fire engines to help us. 90 of those fire engines were from cities and county fire departments from outside of Orange County as part of our statewide master mutual aid system. In addition to those 90, we had a large number of units from CAL FIRE and the U.S. Forest Service from throughout Southern California. Engines responded from as far up as Santa Barbara County and all the way down to just above um, the border with Mexico and everywhere in between. In the days following the fire, there have been questions, complaints, 
and allegations regarding the timeliness and the actions leading up to the response to the Canyon 2 fire. Based on information I have reviewed to date, I believe there are questions that need to be answered. We always have questions that need to be answered. And as your interim fire chief, I have a recommendation for the board of directors tonight. First, let me say that we will do our normal after action report. When we have major incidents, we do what's called an after action report. Um, we'll look at our deployment, uh, the command efforts and the leadership of those individuals that were in charge of the fire and their unified command process, the support elements, our apparatus, our equipment, our tactics, all of those things that we would normally look at as part of our self-improvement. I believe it is also important that we take a leadership role and we review all of the information related to the recent complaints and allegations regarding the Canyon 2 fire. I believe in the interest of transparency, our commitment to the communities we serve and that you lead, and in the interest of that self-improvement, we need a comprehensive, unbiased review of the facts surrounding those allegations and those complaints. With that said, I recommend that this board direct staff to retain an independent panel to review the actions that occurred between the initial Canyon fire and the Canyon 2 fire, those relevant policies and procedures, and report back to this board. All right, board discussion. Madam Chair. Okay, who's saying that? <laughs> oh, thank you, Al. Sorry, I didn't recognize your voice. Okay, I'll have to use my Barry White voice. Huh? Okay. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, uh, Mr. Chief, would you please repeat your recommendation for me? Certainly, I want to make sure I'm clear on it for you. So Thank let, me, you. Uh, let me pull it out so I can make sure that I read what I said. So in addition to our normal after action report, um, recommend that this board direct staff to retain an independent panel to review the actions that occurred between the initial Canyon fire and the Canyon 2 fire, the relevant policies and procedures in place, and report back to this board. Okay, thank you. I'd like to move that item, Madam Chair. All right, it's been moved and seconded. We have some other people that wish to speak. I saw Director Basil and then Director Spitzer. Uh, just a quick question. The, we're going to be doing an uh, independent investigation, but in addition to that, we're also going to be doing an internal, just a, a standard procedure internal investigation. Is that correct? I wouldn't call the internal an investigation. It's our after action review, our after action report. Yeah, the general summary um, of our activity, the incident, and our actions looking for areas of improvement that we would normally do with a major incident. And this independent review would be specific to the timing between the Canyon 1 and Canyon 2 and those actions. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. And then uh, one other thing, can you provide the board with a link to that video that we just saw? Is that possible? Certainly. Certainly. Yeah, thank you. All right, Director Spitzer. Thank you very much, Madam Chair. Um, I just want to thank the entire authority from the bottom of my heart. Um, I've been on a lot of fires in my last 20 years, uh, being an elected official representing this area in the county, and uh, uh, this is as bad of, as I've ever seen it. Probably because my house was evacuated and I was protecting my own structure, but um, I, it, it was 
incredibly impactful. Um, I saw from the time I went out with some of the personnel here on Monday night uh, to Orange and Lower Peters Canyon and Santiago Oaks Regional Park and out on the toll road um, and then up to the command center, the EOC that was opened, I never saw anything other than complete professionalism, uh, untold heroism, uh, just amazing selfless acts all the way around. Uh, I, I want to acknowledge Chief Schrader. Um, he hasn't been mentioned, but you all need to know um, he sat at the command post in the lead chair for the Emergency Operations Center. And I saw him over the course of two days that I was in and out. And I just want to let everybody know personally, I, he, he had ultimate command presence, um, patience, calm, uh, respect for all the comments around the table from all the other agencies uh, who are there, both at the immediate table in kind of the brain trust, if you will, and then all the outlying rooms. And so I just want to thank you. You were, you were amazing. And a lot of people didn't get to see you in action because that's an isolated place up on the hill. Uh, but I did, and you thoroughly impressed me. So I just want you to know that publicly. I know you would say that there was a tremendous number of people behind you too um, who sacrificed their families and their time and put everything on the line for the public. Um, and I, because I know that's your, the kind of person you are. And um, I, I just needed to acknowledge you. My colleagues up here needed to know the role you played. It was, it was superb. <clears throat> With respect to everything else that's swirling around, Madam Chair, I am incredibly pleased um, by a number of things. Number one, anytime an event occurs, no matter how well planned or how many policies you have in place and how much personnel you think you've got, um, there's always the unforeseen. And that's the nature of this business. And irrespective of what's going to happen in terms of Monday morning quarterbacking, because it's, it's going to happen, <clears throat> excuse me, it's already occurring, um, the chief stepping up yesterday with his executives and all the preparation leading up to holding a press conference yesterday, Chief McIntosh, I know you all agree, was simply outstanding. I thought he balanced the command of the facts, um, a command of knowing what he didn't know but would get to, and he even had a, a real sense of emotionalism that probably describes this agency best, right? Because you always think that your first responders <clears throat> always have to have command presence and can never show how things can hurt them too. And Chief McIntosh, I know you had that moment and I will tell you when the history books are written about your 30 blah, blah, blah years in the fire service, 33, 34 plus, um, the fact that you're a human being will probably be the first line that describes you. And I think you should be very, very proud of that. <clears throat> There's going to be the, the action of this board, if this motion carries, is very, very important because it indicates that this agency is willing at all times to put public safety first, evaluate itself, 
and always wants to get better. And I'm very confident, based upon everything I know and everything I've reviewed personally, that this agency is going to be able to hold its heads high and be very, very proud of the work we do here now in the past, today on this fire one and two, and in the future. I think that's going to be crystal clear. Um, and so I don't think we, there should be anything that we should be afraid of. I think we should be proud of taking this step. And I'm looking forward to any and all recommendations that may come as a result of this. I, colleagues, you know in 2007, um, there was the Santiago fire, 52,000 acres. And we took it in the shorts then because we didn't have nighttime air operations. We subsequently secured air nighttime operations. And our fire authority is so much better as a result. We had mutual aid then, and we weren't well served by mutual aid. So we decided to take care of our own. And that was a very, very important investment. In fact, look at the expense of the helicopters, right? We're still bearing that. But those are the kinds of things we made decisions to do because it made our agency better. So in conclusion, Madam Chair, I uh, wholeheartedly support this motion. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, wherever this report may lead. I still think I'm very confident it's going to be an excellent report for our agency. Thank you. Others, other comments? Madam Chair. Yes. I mean, thank you. Director Davies. Thank you, Chief. First of all, um, the fact that there were no deaths, we lost no lives, means true success. And I want to thank everyone for that. Um, if you could, though, in regards to your statement, just clarify for the record, in regards to the uh, after action report and the independent review, would they be done together or which would go first? I think at this point, portions would be done simultaneously. I don't want to wait too long to review the general things that we know we want to look at and, and a capture as part of the after action. Um, so I think they'll move somewhat simultaneously, but the independent review of that specific period between the two fires would be separate. I, I think that's a good idea, and um, I definitely do support your recommendation. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Other qu comments or questions? Madam Chair. Okay, who said it? <laughs> Out here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. As for some reason, it's sometimes hard to hear with the voices coming, but Assistant Chief Schrader. Thank you. One thing uh, first responders are not comfortable with are accolades. Uh, we tend to uh, push those off to other folks. And in that spirit, I uh, just wanted to clarify, um, well, thank you, uh, Director Spitzer. Um, at the command center, we support the incident and the incident commanders were truly in the hot seat on the front line trying to chase this fast-moving fire through our communities and so uh, the collaborative efforts of all of our partner agencies those first two battalion chiefs division chiefs our command staff um, the incident management team that we have here uh, at the county pretty impressive um, as you said director spitzer one of the most uh, fast-moving and dynamic fire environments we faced in a long time so I just wanted to make sure to push that, those accolades to them in concert with our own Department Operations Center, which is an amalgam of our ECC, our Emergency Command Center, as well as our command staff. Again, behind the scenes, making sure that our fire stations are being staffed, our equipment is being put together to replace those that are going out to the front lines. Those are the behind the scenes folks that are making this happen. So it was truly a collaborative effort. I just wanted to make sure to uh, recognize those individuals um, throughout our agency that contributed. 
pretty impressive, and we're, we're very proud, but thank you. Uh, Director Hatch. As I looked at the film, it occurred to me that this could have been Santa Rosa as I looked at the homes on those hills. And I'm not suggesting it's a miracle, but it is, uh, it is an indictment of how wonderfully your, fab, uh, your crews did and all, really. Thank you. I, I just wanted to mention um, the Orange County Register article that uh, talked about the, the woman whose house was destroyed in the fire and how she had such an amazingly positive attitude and thanked the firefighters for what they did accomplish and, and didn't blame them at all. And, and then the follow-up response of, um, is it Battalion Chief Covey? Battalion Chief Covey. Um, his letter was also published in that Register article. And, um, and how it showed me that the firefighters really do personalize losing these structures, these especially homes. And, um, and it's really tough on them. And then that was later referred to in the following Sunday sermon at my church by the pastor. And he remarked on both, uh, both people in, the, in their letters and both um, attitudes and, and selflessness. So I thought it was just um, out of tragedy comes some really wonderful human stories. And uh, I appreciated uh, if you can relate to Battalion Chief Covey, how much I appreciated his letter that was published. Um, anything else you wanted to say before we vote on this recommended action? Sure, just one more quick thing. I'd be remiss if I didn't make some special comments because uh, truly um, these ladies and gentlemen saved the city of Tustin. I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to go out with Andy Kovacs and also take an air ride and see the proximity of which this fire came up to Cowan Heights, North Tustin, and Tustin Ranch. And had it not been for the efforts of the brush and the fuel that was immediately adjacent to where they put up the stop, and the final stop is the only reason that Tustin uh, didn't go up in flames and Cowan Heights and Supervisor Spitzer's home and so forth. So it was just a spectacular effort. And again, I'd be remiss without not making that final comment. Thank you, Madam Chair. And, and those of you who didn't uh, drive up north on Jamboree a little farther, if you do that sometime in the daylight, you, you will see how close it got even to this headquarters right here. It was just very, very, very close. I'd just like to thank you guys for keeping that fire south of the 91. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there's been a motion and a second. Did you get the maker of the motion? Okay. Would you please take your tiles and vote? Please reveal your votes. Yeah, we had our share in 2000. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. All right. Lastly, on Friday, uh, Chief McIntosh sent out a memo explaining what happened at the board meeting, uh, just so that everybody, again, is surprised and in the loop. Communications is so key. Uh, and then, but also included a video of him addressing the troops. So, so here's some of the audio from that actual address. 
Hi everybody, Chief McIntosh here. Wanted to take a little time to catch up to you about the Canyon 2 fire. Now that it's 100% contained and winding down, um, no major injuries, incredible work by our OCFA and our partner agencies. I first want to say thank you. Thank you for the amazing work throughout our entire organization on this significant incident. One of the largest fires that we have seen in Orange County in the last decade. And when I say thank you to the entire organization, I'm talking about virtually every section within our OCFA. Whether you were on the front lines, whether you were supporting the incident, or whether you were here at the RFOTC or in the fire stations, ensuring that the continued day-to-day -day service to our 1.8 million residents was still occurring, you all made a significant difference in the outcome of this incident. I had the opportunity to personally observe ROCFA in action. The Canyon 2 fire started just barely a week after I had the opportunity to come work alongside all of you. And I spent time on the fire line. I saw our people under extreme conditions fighting this major blaze. I saw the leadership at the incident command post and throughout the duration of the incident at the base camp. I saw the teamwork that went on, not only amongst the IMT members, but all the support units at the base camp and here at our headquarters. Fleet services, our service center, our fire prevention staff, our IT staff, our finance staff, our public relations and information staff, virtually every aspect of our organization was touched and I cannot begin to tell you how proud I am of the work that each and every one of you did in serving this community. It's also important for you to know that I spent time in our DOC. I watched our personnel as they allocated resources, identified apparatus that could be staffed for surge capacity, called back personnel from home in order to ensure station coverage. I stood alongside our expanded dispatch center. I watched our dispatchers managing complex communications, resource requests on a major incident. And I went out on the dispatch floor and I watched as our dispatchers in addition to supporting the incident, continued to manage the 911 calls and requests for emergency services from throughout the rest of Orange County. And I can't begin to tell you how impressive it was to see our people in action in that environment. Now that we're winding down on the incident, we will begin our after action review process. And that's a process we do and should do on every major incident that we have in order to look at our operations, look at the support functions, look at the tactics and strategy and how we approach the incident from all angles, to look for opportunities to do things better. Um, great things have come out of our after action reports over the years. That's how we emerged with helicopters after the Laguna fire. It's how we emerged with night flying capabilities after the freeway fire and adding additional engines to our relief fleet to ensure we had surge capacity and technology enhancements that we have done over the years. Many of those things have come out of our after action reviews and it's an important process. I also realize as all of you that in the days following the Canyon 2 fire there's been some complaints and some allegations leveled against our OCFA and they're troubling and disturbing to all of us. What I want to ensure that you all understand is that we will address each of those allegations and we will do it firmly and we will do it with the facts. Just last night, I asked our OCFA Board of Directors and they approved 
moving forward with an independent review panel of content experts to specifically address the complaints and allegations that have been brought forward against the OCFA. The intent of that review panel is to thoroughly search for all of the facts surrounding the allegations in a transparent manner that when that report is complete, it can be released and has the full trust of the community we serve that it has been thorough and unbiased. And if there are lessons learned of how we can maybe do business better or different, then we will take those recommendations and move forward with them. I want all of you to know that ROCFA is a great organization. The performance of the members of this organization and our partner agencies on the Canyon 2 fire was nothing short of incredible. I can't be more proud of the work that I saw each and every one of you do over the last uh, week and a half to two weeks. That is what makes me proud to be a member of the OCFA. That's what makes me proud to be your fire chief, to see the dedication, to see the professionalism, to see the commitment and the teamwork across their entire organization is incredible. And as we move forward, I just want you to focus on our mission at hand. Never forget why we're here and our true commitment and dedication to serving the communities. Thank you and stay safe. All right, so that's where we're at. Just trying to get all the uh, information out to you. The independent review hasn't started. Uh, we haven't even seated a panel as of yet. Uh, once we do, there'll be more information on that. Of course, we'll try to let you know as, as things transpire. But um, I think the overarching message here is just uh, to say thank you. Um, everybody in this agency pulled together to uh, really employ their experience, their training, their knowledge, our past um, moments of uh, areas where we could do better, where we employed and we recovered from them, uh, whether it was a freeway fire, or the Santiago fire, and we put all those things into play uh, for the citizens of Anaheim and Orange and Villa Park and ultimately in our own area, state responsibility, Forest Partners and Tustin, uh, Cowan and Lemon Heights for the folks that we serve. And this did an amazing job, literally from service center, bringing out supplies, uh, to our command staff, to the DOC, to the EOC, and uh, even fleet and, and, and dispatch and everywhere in between. And, and then ultimately, our amazing men and women out there in operations putting a hose in the ground, cutting line, um, and, and really holding this fire in check, which really could have been um, one of the worst that we've seen had it been able to hook the corner into, uh, into Cowan and Lemon Heights and get established there in the home. So, uh, just so thankful, so honored to be a part of this organization, wear the same patch as you guys, and uh, just wanted to really say thanks. Um, next week, we'll, um, we'll move on from the, uh, the Canyon Fire, um, and we'll talk about uh, the Tesla Fire uh, that I'd kind of given a teaser to uh, in a previous podcast, and then uh, we'll share kind of some lessons there learned as well. So thanks again for tuning in, and uh, until then, watch out for each other, and we'll talk to you soon.